You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Matt Baxendell. A lot to get into. Got a chance to speak with James Laurinaitis yesterday. Got a chance to, in, in my case, meet Matt Guerrero yesterday, the new safeties coach. He was here a couple years ago as an analyst that was Indiana's defensive coordinator last year. Now back at Ohio State. Very impressive. We already knew James Laurinaitis was very impressive. Um, but this, this was his first time meeting with us as the linebackers coach. He was pretty much linebackers coach last year, but it was technically a GA. Uh, but Guerrero, um, only 34 years old, from Ohio, uh, checks a lot of boxes, uh, great experience at such a young age, and very impressive. So we're going to – Bax and I are going to get into his main takeaways from what we heard from Laurinaitis and Guerrero. And then we're going to get into – I have a problem with the 5-plus-7 format for the CFP. It's nothing major. I don't think it's really going to affect Ohio State, but there is – Something that I think is going to be a big topic of conversation with this five plus seven format for the CFP. We'll get into all that. Before we do that, I'll let you guys know about our great sponsor, Manscaped, and a great deal you can get. 2024 is here in full swing, and that means it's time for a New Year's resolution check in with our friends at Manscaped. Newsflash it's never too late to level up your grooming game and keep yourself tamed. Manscaped's new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're looking for a trim or that clean-shaven look, this trimmer has you covered. Trusted by over 10 million men worldwide, now is your time to get a grip on your grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com, use code BUCKNUTS for 20% off plus free shipping. The ball has dropped, but don't drop the ball on your balls. Manscaped has a lot of other great products as well. I'm I'm personally a big fan of their beard trimmer. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. Embrace a new you and definitely embrace a new trimmer courtesy of Manscaped. Again, 20% off and free shipping with the code MANSCAPED. Or excuse me, get 20% off and free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. All right, Mr. Matt Baxendale. You want to start with James or do you want to start with uh, Matt Guerreri? Dealer's choice, Dave. I think uh, there's a lot to talk about with both of them. All right, let's go. Let's start with James. Um, we'll get to Sonny Styles specifically later. Um, I found James's comment. There's so much good stuff there from both of them. Um, half hour of power from both of them. So, so if you guys haven't seen the after the show, if you haven't seen the videos, get on our YouTube page. They're free. And carve yourself out an hour and watch half hour of James Laurinaitis, half hour of Matt Carreri. Um, So much great stuff from James. Uh, we'll... Um, I'm going to start with recruiting, though. I found it interesting. I never even thought about this, but it makes sense. James talked about how now he doesn't have to get, worry about getting negative recruited. Like, he was getting negatively recruited. Like, other teams were telling recruits. He's not even really the linebacker's coach there. He's not going to get the full-time job. 
He's going to have to leave and get another full-time job before they, then he's got to come back later. He's not going to be there, you know, your whole time there, da, 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 da. And like, how, well, how does James know that that's actually, his parents are telling him this and the, the recruits themselves are saying coach from this school is telling me this. And James didn't get into which schools, but we could probably draw some uh, conclusions there. I found that interesting. He says, no, nah, I don't have to worry about that anymore. A lot of interesting stuff, but what were some of your main takeaways and, and delve into well, you know, what I just brought up as far as uh, negative recruiting. Well, that was actually the first thing that really stood out to me. So I'm glad you brought it up. I, I think that that's a really fascinating point. And, you know, people, uh, I think that we've had so much success in recruiting at Ohio State the last 10, 15 years, but there hasn't been a lot of talk about negative recruiting as much as there used to be back in the day. Uh, I think the only negative recruiting comment we keep hearing at Ohio State is that LJ is retiring every year. But for this specific example with James Laurinaitis, you know, here's a guy that, I think all the other schools are doing everything they can possibly do to undermine the, what the promise of him is to a lot of these recruits and him being a full-time coach. That's kind of out of the way now. And by promise of him, what I mean is he's essentially got the same starting point, the raw material point that Brian Hartline did a couple of years ago, right? Very successful guy at this school, high NFL draft pick. Looks like he could put the pads on and still practice. This is a guy who literally can walk into a recruit's living room and go, hey, so your college career, what you want to do? You want to be me. You want to be me. You want to start for multiple years. You want to play in national title games. You want to make a ton of money in the NFL. At the end of the day, James Laurinaitis could be a stone-cold killer on the recruiting trail, and I think he will be. Yeah. So now hearing about this negative recruiting about, well, will he get the job? Will OSU let him stay? All this other stuff. I think all of us knew what was going on here. And I don't think James would have came back from Notre Dame and left Marcus Freeman as one of his best friends behind if there wasn't some sort of fairly concrete plan to get him to this point. So I think that that's a, it's a fascinating thing that Lauren and I just brought up right away. I'm really interested to see how he does in the recruiting trail because I think he's a guy who's got just killer written all over him when it comes to landing kids. I totally, I, I'll, I totally agree. I'll be shocked if he's not like an all-star recruiter. Not like, oh, he's a good recruiter. Like, no, 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 no. Like, for, I think we're gonna be talking like you, like you just articulated. We're gonna be talking about him in the same terms as Brian Hartline and and then Tim Walton as well. I mean, all former Buckeyes. That's not lost on me when I think about that. Um, so, um, okay, so I, so much good stuff. Personnel. I mean, this is not a surprise because he played pretty well last year. He's the veteran in the group as far as snaps played, as far as age, anything you want to talk about. Cody Simon, James basically said he's start. He's a starter. Like he didn't, he didn't say it like in the, exactly in those terms, but he basically said he Cody Simon's a starter. Again, not a big surprise. And now it, it, it it's like who's going to be the starter next to him? Um, I think it's going to be C.J. Hicks because I think Gabe Powers is going to probably back up Cody Simon. And you're going to have C.J. Hicks over there at the will. I know they're high on Arvell Reese, too. Um, I think those are going to be the top four. But what do you make of that? Cody Simon seems like he's locked in. And we got to find that that starter opposite him, Bax. I think we don't know what's happening with Sonny Styles yet. So any conversation you have about the starting linebackers, to me, you need to have the big factor of what Sonny Styles doing here. Uh, now, I do like the fact that Laurinaitis has some confidence in Cody Simon that he should be one of the guys I do like that the other three guys that are essentially in the mix, if you don't include Styles, are all Ohio guys that are kind of ready to take their chance. And we've been talking about C.J. Hicks for a year now. 
But I can't have a conversation with the linebackers this year and not wonder how Sonny Styles is going to end up factoring in. It just, it was especially with Caleb Downs coming in at safety. Styles is a big body guy. It seems like the closer we get him to the line of scrimmage and he can still maintain his athleticism, the better it is. Uh, I think you have to really take a long, hard look at what we end up doing with with, with, with Big Six during the spring because he might well, he has to be on the field and it might well be a linebacker. As you know, I, that was my first question to Mr. James Laurinaitis yesterday. You know, I think we were a few minutes into the press conference and uh, maybe five minutes in of the 30-minute. My gosh, he covered so much great stuff. That was my first question. Was like, is there a good chance Sonny's going to be in your room? And he kind of smiled. You know, he, he at first gave somewhat of a coach-speak answer, although James's coach-speak answers are still good. You know what I mean? And then was asked some follow-ups and, and really got into it. Reading between the lines, it sounds like if Sonny's not in the linebacker room, he's at least – he's not just going to be a safety. There's just no way. Not that he was even just a safety this past year. I mean, if you look at his role, he really did play, um, you know, kind of a hybrid role this past year too moving around. But James James actually dropped the name Isaiah Simmons. You know, we've been talking about that a lot. Like, you know, he could play, be the almost like an Isaiah Simmons. For those who don't, don't remember, wasn't that long ago. Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. Um, not working out really well in the NFL as a first-round pick, but was a hell of a college player. For James yeah. to actually use that and say, you know, he could be like our Isaiah Simmons. I'm like, geez. So I don't know whose room he's going to be in. And it was interesting. You have Macarary there and James Laurinaitis there. You know, it's like these guys are going to be battling over who gets uh, Sonny Styles in their room. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know whose room he's going to be in, but I have no doubt that they're going to move him around. For James to use the Isaiah Simmons name uh, spoke volumes to me. Yeah, and I think that's it's interesting because like that's been a conversation on like Bucknuts. It's like you know that's a name that a lot of people bring up on the front row. So it's good to see that they're thinking sort of the same things a lot of folks are on our end too. I mean, this is a this is a guy who was a, a second round draft pick in the NFL and played linebacker for years. And if he sees it, then I think that everybody sees it. I I think that's going to be a really really interesting scenario to watch play out. And uh, with you know kind of the young guns there on on the defensive coaching staff in the interviews yesterday. I'm sure that there's more willingness to try some of this stuff than there might have been under a more veteran group of guys in those positions. All right, Macarary, very impressive. And I got a chance after his press conference to meet him one-on-one just, just to, you know, just to meet him. I, I didn't get a chance to meet him when he was here two years ago. They, never, they don't bring analysts out for interviews. Like they didn't bring, like, for example, Joe Philbin, who yesterday just took a job with the Raiders in some capacity. So Joe Philbin won't be here. He's one and done as an analyst. Like they didn't bring him out for interviews. They don't bring out Todd Fitch. Todd Fitch is staying. I saw him yesterday. He's been here for three or four years now. But they don't bring analysts out for interviews. So I'd never met Guerrero before. I'm telling you, man, this guy is impressive as heck. Like it very like, like when I meet certain coaches, you just know, okay, this guy's a future head coach. You know, hopefully not too <laughs> soon. But you just know. I mean, he's 34 years old. He's already been a, a defensive coordinator in the Big Ten. I know it was Indiana, but still co-defensive coordinator for four years at Duke worked under Knowles at Duke as safeties coach. When Knowles went to Oklahoma state as DC, they promoted Guerrero to co-defensive coordinator at the ripe age of 29. So, and you just meet this guy, he's so damn impressive. Um, and, um, you know, I think he's going to do a great job recruiting. I think he's going to help coach up the safeties. Although I tell you what, man, I can't imagine walking into a gold mine like that. Talk about inheriting just a, a, an absolute fortune. You come in as safeties coach, you get Caleb Downs, Lathan Ransom. Your backups are Malik Hartford 
and Jihad Carter. Now, Sonny Styles, we'll see. I agree with you. I think, if anything, he's going to be more of a linebacker this year, but still, it's just crazy. I mean, he's inheriting an absolute just, you know, it's insane all the talent, but still, Guerrero's an impressive guy. Your uh, takeaways from him and what he said yesterday, Bax. So I actually didn't realize that he was as young as he is. Like, I, I knew he was young. I didn't realize he was that young. Perspective, he's younger than Laurinaitis. I mean, think about that. Like, that's that's crazy because we all think James Laurinaitis is like the hot young gun on the staff. 34 years old? He's born in 1990. I mean, that's insane. So that tells you what he's done with his career and how people see him and his trajectory. You talk about a guy who's going to be a head coach. If he's already been a coordinator for multiple years in Power 5 conferences, that says a lot. It says a lot more that Ohio State was able to get him to come here in an uncoordinated role. And I think a lot of that maybe is his relationship with Jim Knowles in the past. Part of that is the fact that, you know, he was at Indiana and now you get to go to Ohio State. This is the first big, you know, blue blood school that he's really going to coach at. But this is an absolute opportunity for him to show that everything he's done successfully at these, you know, middle level schools can now be translated at an elite school. Because if you're a great coach at an elite school, those opportunities to run your own program, those things all come. It's not like it was 25 years ago where the natural career progression was you went from assistant coach to running a dinky school in the MAC or Sunbelt or whatever and then working your way up. Right now, a lot of these guys that want to be head coaches, their job is to go to one of these elite schools, succeed, be a coordinator, be a hot coordinator there, and then get picked up by a big boy and go. There's not as much, you know, we got to hire a veteran head coach as there used to be. So a guy like Guerrero absolutely is going to be a head coach someday, especially in light of his age. I mean, that's incredible that he's as young as he is and in the role he is. I also think that it's he's probably the most fortunate position coach in the country who was hired this year because it's like, hi, here's the best safety room in the country. That's your position. Good luck. So, you know, he's another one that I think set up for a lot of success this season. I still can't believe Caleb Downs is here. It's almost too good to be true, isn't it? Like he's going to he's an immediate superstar. Like he. I can't – I mean, he led Alabama in tackles with over 100 as a true freshman. I mean, it's just – and he's going to return some punts. I don't think he's going to be like back there all the time. But he He's an electric punt returner, um, and I'm just – and Lathan Ransom coming back. Back, so I'm just – I'm sitting here like a kid in the candy store, man. Hey, I was a kid in the candy store the whole last week eating maple candy in Quebec, so I know what the feeling's like. And, uh, it's pretty on point. Pretty on point, man. So – uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think this Ohio State defense is going to be really good this year. I think that if Laurinaitis can get these linebackers into a, you know, a, a point where they can uh, perform at a, a solid level, everything else is in place for this defense to be one of the best in the country. I mean, there's there should be boundless optimism about this season at Ohio State and having some of these young guys in charge who are sort of foaming at the mouth and ready to rock and roll. You know, you've got a really good uh, diversity of experience on the staff defensively. Because you've got a couple older guys, right? you also got a couple younger guys to offset that with energy. And anytime you talk about a workplace, uh, in anything, right? You want some folks that have been around for a while. You want some folks that pump the energy up. You want some folks that are your, your production guys. At the end of the day, Ohio State's defense is a really good mix of that experience. And I think that's going to really stand out in a positive fashion after seeing the two youngest coaches talk yesterday with the media. You, They're going to be 
big time guys in the coaching community in the future. I go as far as saying I bet both their head coaches somewhere down the line. And for the short term for Ohio State, you have that kind of energy and that kind of talent in one room, you're in good position. Yeah, and I, you know, maybe it's just because it's so fresh and I just trust James so much. But like we've been talking about how stacked this defense is, especially defensive line, not just the starters, but the starters are fantastic on the defensive line, but how deep they are. Yeah. Love Kenyatta Jackson and Caden Curry as backups. That's tremendous. Caden Curry's going to be so good. I'm so excited about him. Hero Canoe coming in in his third year. You know, he showed flashes as a redshirt freshman. He's a backup. I think Caden McDonald's a guy that's, uh, you know, is going to be solid as a sophomore. He's a backup. You look at the secondary. When Jermaine Matthews is your number four corner, oh, my God. I mean, he looked good as a true freshman. He, he'd be ready to start, but uh, they're just stacked. And like I mentioned, like – the backup safeties. I mean, Jihad Carter was a good player at Syracuse. He's going to be as a fifth-year senior backup here. It's insane. But what was the one thing we talked about? Linebacker. That was the one thing. Well, are the linebackers good enough? In fact, yesterday's show I entitled, the headline of the show was, are Ohio State's linebackers national championship caliber? And by that, I mean, they don't need to be the reason Ohio State wins the national championship, but they need to be good. They can't be a liability. They can't be average. They don't have to be elite, but they have to be good. And after talking with James yesterday, I do kind of I feel better about it, you know, with he's so confident in Cody Simon. And I don't love the depth. Curious to get your take on that at linebacker, but they only played two, so that mitigates that. But man, if Cody can stay healthy, they love him. And then I mean, odds are one of those other talented guys are gonna step up. CJ Hicks, Gabe Powers, Arvell Reese, one of those guys, um, Sonny Styles. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean that that was my one area of concern and now I'm, I'm a little less concerned backs where are you at with the linebackers well at the end of the day we have to see it right i mean that's a big factor is you have to see it play out on the field but when you don't have experience what you want is high-end raw talent and the names that we just talked about are high-end raw talent plain and simple powers hicks reese has turned into a guy who's already appearing to punch above his recruiting pay grade then you got to talk about Sonny Styles coming in, who's one of the best athletes in the country. At the end of the day, I think that Ohio State's in position that one of these guys, maybe two of these guys, are going to pop. I mean, it's that simple. That when you have that much talent and they're surrounded by that good of a defense at every other position, there's going to likely be somebody who's ready to step to the forefront. Is it CJ Hicks, who we've heard about for a year and have been waiting to see for a year? Maybe. Is it moving Sonny Styles up into that role? And have him next to Cody Simon, maybe. And the other thing you have to you talked about, Dave, I think the most important part here is the depth component. The reality for Ohio State is that they have to have the depth. Because as we saw last year, there can be injuries at that position. It's it's a position where people get hurt. So the fact that we have at least have five names for two positions that we're talking about, it gives me some optimism that we're gonna have some guys that can play. But the reality is at the end of the day, you have to see it. And so that's the one question mark that I think we'll be talking about for a while here, at least until spring football. And then somebody's going to have a spring game where they look like a, a total terror at, at linebacker where we're going to decide it's solved and then we'll get a little too excited like we always do. But at the end of the day, I, I think you need to see somebody pop and take that second position. And that's what I'm very interested to see pan out. And I will say, everybody, keep a close eye on Arvell Reese. That's a guy that I personally yes. have not been talking about enough like because – I really liked getting him out of Glenville. I liked what I saw out of him last year, but I wasn't sure if they were going to keep him because out of necessity, they played him at defensive end last year. And really, he was just a special teams guy. He didn't play much on defense. But hearing James talk about him yesterday, 
Sounds like he likes Arvell Reese. So keep definitely keep him in mind when we're talking about who's going to be that other starter. Um, I'm not saying it will be Arvell Reese, but uh, you can tell Laurinaitis. You can tell Little Animal likes him some Arvell Reese. He likes C.J. Hicks. He likes Gabe Powers. So Are know. we allowed to call him Pokey still, or is he just Arvell now? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't remember know. he was Pokey Reese for the longest time, but now he goes by Arvell. Was that you know? Is that like the former Red Pokey Reese? Is that where he gets that nickname from, Pokey Reese? Maybe. Yeah, right. From a Reds infielder, Pokey Reese. All right. He's a little uh, bigger than that, Pokey Reese. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Pokey Reese was rail thin, but really fast. Pretty had a real good defensive infield. Had a couple deep, pretty good years with the Reds and ended up flaming out. But Pokey Reese was pretty good back in his day. All right, uh, Bax and I are going to finish the show in a moment, talking about. My problem with the five plus seven format in the CFP. So stick around for that. But uh, we'll let you guys know about uh, our great sponsor, nuts.com. Great deal you guys can get. And appreciate you guys, um, you know, buying stuff from our sponsors, nuts.com. They say you guys are buying, you, you know, really using that code, uh, buck nuts. It's really not even a code. You just go to nuts.com slash buck nuts, nuts.com slash buck nuts to get the good deal I'm going to tell you guys about. Do you wish you could go to Willy Wonka's Candy Factory? Well, since that's not exactly possible, let me introduce you to the online version of that, nuts.com. Nuts.com is your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dried fruit, sweets, pantry staples like specialty flowers, and more. Their wide selection means there is something for everyone. At nuts.com, quality is a top priority. They roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day it ships, so they reach you deliciously fresh. Satisfaction is guaranteed. I love a bunch of their products. I've been telling you guys, like the half pop popcorn, love that. The root beer barrels, the roasted almonds, and a lot more. Right now, nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with a purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at nuts.com slash bucknuts. So go check out all the delicious options at nuts.com slash bucknuts. You'll receive a gift and free shipping when you spend $29 or more. Again, that's nuts.com slash bucknuts. Bam. I mean, Manscaped and nuts.com for bucknuts, right? Is that not just on brand facts? We're leaning into the uh, it's not buck rational, it's bucknuts theme here today, aren't we? It's damn straight. Okay, let's get into this. Here's my problem with the five plus seven. Overall, I think it's fine. But here's the thing that they didn't get right, and I think is going to be a big topic of conversation. I don't think a lot of people know this. So the five automatic bids will be the champions of what's now the Power Four conferences and then the highest ranking group of five. Okay. Now let's say – here's my problem. I don't even have a problem with the highest ranking group of five. Okay. Here's the thing, though. The four teams that get a buy – are all going to be conference champions. Why are we putting the ACC and the Big 12 on the same footing as the Big 10 and SEC? Here's my point. Let's say Penn State this year, for example. Not that I'm sitting here to try and stump for Penn State. Let's say Penn State goes 11-1 and in the regular season. Their one loss is to Ohio State, who, of course, will go 13-0 and in the Big 10 championship. Play along with me. So Penn State's sitting there at 11-1, and right? They're in the playoff. They're ranked third by the committee, let's say. Maybe even second. Let's say they're third. They finished third by the committee in the final ranking. So they're they're the third team, right? They're going to get a bye. They're the number three team. Nope. Incorrect. 
they would not get a buy. They would then fall to the fifth seed, even though they'd be the number three team in the country. And let's say that, like, let's say 10 and three Kansas. I like Kansas's coach. That's why I'm going to go there. Let's say 10 and three Kansas is your Big 12 champion. And the committee has them ranked like 12th or whatever. They would then be the number four seed and get a bye. 10 and three Kansas would get a bye. 11 and one Penn State would fall to the number five seed. would have to win four straight games to win the national championship. Again, not a huge deal, but I don't like that. I don't think the Big 12 champ should automatically get a bye. I don't think the ACC champ should automatically get a bye. What's your take? I think for the sake of uh, everybody going along to get along, this is what they did. I get the real politics of it. Uh, I don't necessarily disagree with you, Dave, because let's flip this on its head. 11-1 Ohio State is ranked third, and their consolation prize behind, you know, eight and five pit winning the ACC uh, is that they decide that they're the number five seed and sitting there at number 12 is LSU. So yay. Instead of getting a bye, we get to play LSU. At least it's in the horseshoe in December, but we get to play LSU. It's tough. I get it. But I think at the end of the day here, when you're talking about keeping all parties happy, until we get to the point where it's blatantly obvious that the Big Ten and the SEC, as it plays out on the field, are the two super conferences. We all know this. We all know this, right? Is that that's going to be the two leagues that spit out most of the champions going forward based on who's in these leagues. I think we're going to need a few years of the proof being in that pudding before they get to the point where they're like, look, the top five champs are in the playoff but they don't necessarily get themselves guaranteed a buy if you're one of the top four. I think that'll be where they shift it to eventually. I also think that there's going to be a lot of outcry because you're going to have a couple years where of the other seven, six of them are big 10 and sec teams and both conferences are getting three, four teams in every year. And I think that's going to be uh, a big discussion is the a big 10 sec invitational. It's going to be the next thing you hear out of people's mouths, but you know, that's future projecting. At least we finally have a like, a playoff that, you know, you cannot argue at this point that you, if you, you know, have a chance to win the national title, that you don't get a chance. We've had so many people like, wow, this team went 11 and two. And I've argued against this for years that if you don't have a national championship caliber record, you shouldn't get these shots. But that's where this has gone. So now here we are. We're at the point where, you know, they're like, we'll take 95 percent of 100 percent on this one. And then we'll see if the other five percent fills in in five years. So. It's a nitpick. I agree with you in theory. That's not how I would have necessarily preferred to have it the way we ended up with here. But at the end of the day, I think to keep all parties happy, that's where we're at. And it's okay. I know you got to get out of here. You got to get to your real job. Um, I do find this funny though. Notre Dame cannot get a buy because they're not in a conference. So they could be undefeated. They could have the toughest schedule in the country. They could be sitting there 12 and 0 number one, and they would be the number five seed. So that's kind of funny. Join a conference or no buy for you, buddy. I think that's amazing because you know what's going to happen. It'll be they'll be the ones who are the undefeated, like best team in the country, and that'll be the year that like Georgia has a down year and they're the 12 seed, and so it'll be Georgia at Notre Dame, and Notre Dame will get knocked out by Georgia the first game. It'll be incredible. All right, sir. Thank you very much. I know you got a, you have a very important meeting you have to lead, so uh, get to that. Get to the, the job that really pays the bills. It doesn't just hey, buy man. hockey. The, Nuts buys the hockey equipment, or at least some of it. Hockey equipment's actually pretty expensive. And then, you know, your your engineering job pays the, the mortgage. So get to that, my friend. 
Yeah, after two weeks in Quebec City with my oldest son at the International Pee Wee Tournament, I need to pay those bills off. So <laughs> thanks for having me on today, Dave. When, when he's uh, playing in the NHL, you'll have money to burn. So there you go. When your son's an NHL player one day. I'll settle for him uh, working his way to play uh, at, at the D1 level someday, and whatever happens after that, we'll see. That's the a big Ohio, step either way. The Ohio State. That's that's damn right. All right, great stuff from Bax. Thank you, Bax. <laughs> Thanks to all of you for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Um, hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Go Bucks. Go Bucks.